Welcome to The Metabolic Link, a medical and science-focused podcast that explores the common thread of metabolism in health and disease. This is where science meets society. We are here on site at MHS. You probably maybe saw our or listened to our previous podcast episode at the start. Now we're like three, four days later, four hours of sleep later. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, but we, we wanted to do another podcast episode just around some of the highlights. There, this was like a science action-packed weekend that was just honestly truly inspirational for, for me. I know you guys feel the same. Um, but there's a lot to talk about in terms of like the highlights of who presented here. Um, you know, we briefly talked about the rundown of what was happening in the first podcast that we did live on site. But today, I really wanted to dive into what were some of the like amazing moments that happened throughout the course of the event because there were many to talk about. And the beautiful thing is that we still have virtual tickets available. So if you you missed the live event, virtual or in person, we still have tickets available through. Um, actually, we're going to be selling them for a limited time, but if you do purchase a ticket, you can watch all the way through February 29th, the end of February. Um, so if you haven't watched already, um, definitely head on over to MetabolicHealthSummit.com to snag a ticket. And we're going to kind of dive into some of the highlights. And you can listen and see if it's worth a shot and jumping on with us virtually, uh, which it is, just a spoiler alert. So, <laughs> um, so why don't we start with, um, we really launched the conference uh, with our keynote speaker, Dr. Walter Longo, which was an incredible talk. Um, any highlights there from that session? And then we can kind of dive into metabolic therapies for neurological disorders, but we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Walter Longa. So, I mean, there's so, there was so much information packed and actionable information and innovation within the talks. I mean, the content was really at another level. So access to this content is going to be like so informed. I just can't wait to just in a quiet week to just sit down and go through all the talks because there's so much information. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Walter Longo's talk, um, we talked about it uh, in the beginning. Uh, he really delved into the fasting mimicking diet and the emerging science behind it and also uh, the data that he's developed so far, which is like at another level uh, from this previous talk that he gave years ago. And, uh, and I think it's really interesting to see the direction where he's going and also uh, in many different uh, scenarios, including cancer. And he did talk about coupling fasting mimicking diets with uh, ketogenic diets for GBM. And I didn't know of that until he had mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, so your thoughts yeah, on, the, on the, I, the cancer front too. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. I mean, I, he had some really incredible data looking at fasting mimicking diets in cancer model systems, but also, um, and uh, patient data as well. Mm -hmm. But um, what I thought was really important and, and something that we talk a lot about is how this or something like this, a nutritional intervention can be paired alongside other treatment modalities. And when we look at the data that um, that's available, that's almost always the most effective in terms of the data outcomes. So I loved seeing, you know, he's finding the, the similar kind of um, data in his, in his lab, which is excellent. I think it's really important in our field because this is how we move these these therapies into the clinic. They're going to be brought in alongside um, standard of care and everything else that's already being utilized in patients. And then having this opportunity to understand how can we enhance when there are multiple ther therapies available, the efficacy of, of others. And I just, I think it's a really important 
part of the conversation to think about nutrition, something like fasting and mimicking diet or, um, or ketogenic diet as a tool in the tool ba- toolbox for many different healthcare providers um, and cancer in this particular mm-hmm. you know, case, but across every specialty we kind of heard yeah. you know, uh, this weekend, which is cool to see. And the metabolic benefits occur after the five-day fast. So you, yeah. you, fa- you do the fasting mimicking diet for five days, uh, calorie restricted, and then the benefits go on for weeks, if not months after. So that data was was really interesting, and and how and I think he's thinking about different ways that you could uh, implement the diet in a less aggressive approach for some scenarios and a more aggressive approach. So titrating the dose of FMD. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I uh, the, the launch of the conference was really an inspiring moment, I think. Um, but we had an action-packed day on Friday. It was well, the ballroom was really split into two. Two sections, um, we dove into metabolic therapies for neurological disorders, we dove into metabolic therapies for cancer, we had uh, exercise physiology, we also had metabolic psychiatry, if my memory serves <laughs> right, four days later. Um, and it was really action-packed day. I mean, I, being an attendee, I would probably have had a hard time deciding between which side I wanted to go watch. But um, for, for me on those days, and I would love to hear from you guys of what the highlights were from Friday, um, but I would say patient perspective uh, talks were really inspiring to me. And we had, in metabolic psychiatry specifically, uh, we had a couple of folks, so actually, you know, um, we had two speakers, and then we had Dr. Christopher Palmer and Dr. Georgia Ede join us on the panel. Um, But Dr. Ian Campbell, his talk was just so exciting in terms of not only has this person gone through bipolar disorder himself and, and gone into remission um, using ketogenic metabolic therapy, but literally going from the brink of just despair, you know, unfortunately at one point suicidal and um, just really, really challenging time to now helping people through launching the, this, you know, incredible research of ketogenic, ketogenic metabolic therapy for bipolar disorder. I mean, that, that you don't you don't see that kind of thing. Well, n- number one, an academic such as himself being brave enough to to speak to his personal experience with it, and then to not only recover but also want to help others in the process. That was just an unbelievable talk um, to just witness. And then, of course, Matt Bazuki, a patient, um, really a, an amazing patient advocate, somebody who, again, I mean, he talked about in his talk uh, going from. One of the references that kind of just sticks in my mind is he talks about, I was that homeless person talking to himself on the side of the street. That, that's how bad it got for him at one point with bipolar disorder. Um, and he talks about just the, the incredibly raw experience that him and his family had um, for many years and, and all the things that they tried and all the medications and all of the psychiatrists, how many people he saw. Um, to the point where his mom found, it's kind of a similar story to the Charlie Foundation, but his mom found ketogenic metabolic therapy. They look, uh, hooked up with Dr. Christopher Palmer, and as soon as he started to shift his nutrition, even when he had implemented certain lifestyle changes before, once he got into ketosis, it was like, he, he's like, the light switch, like everything changed. His life completely changed, and now he's speaking at our conference at Metabolic Health Summit 2024, and is just an unbelievable human being that's just, it, to me, it, it, it's it's the why, right? It's, it's our why. I told him firsthand, you know, the VIP mixer, I said, this is your why we do what we do, because hearing stories like this, it's just, um, 
you know, affects me down to it's in, to my core, really. And and I, that was my favorite. Those were my some of my favorite moments from Friday. How about you guys? Yeah, I, I was I was in the elevator with him like the day after, mm-hmm. I think, and. You know, uh, it does change, you know, your the neuropharmacology of your brain, but also uh, your desire to do other things. Like he was on his way going outside to get light and to exercise. So when, it, when you change your brain chemistry and brain energy metabolism, that can motivate you to do other things that I think will play a huge role in mental health, including uh, exercise, sunlight, things like that, which actually became kind of a theme of our uh, conference two, the session today, exercise as an important, exercise as medicine, exercise as a metabolic therapy, uh, demand-driven. Tommy Wood gave an incredible talk, as did uh, uh, Christy, uh, you know, that exercise is a super important uh, metabolic intervention. And she talked a little bit about fasting and what it does and kind of what it doesn't do, but when you couple it or add exercise and have that demand-driven aspect of it, I think that's like that's kind of like an important theme that I was inspired to kind of leave off on. And I think there's a lot of synergy between diet therapies, supplement therapies, uh, and other things that impact metabolic health, and including hormone health. Yeah. And that was kind of a theme that was also talked about in the I'm jumping to Saturday, sorry, yeah. Vic, uh, <laughs> session. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, jumping all over. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, with uh, Dr. Brett Goodpaster, mm-hmm. and he was talking about um, exercise for metabolic health. And and how important it is. And so one of the examples he gave was he was talking about some studies that they had done looking at the metabolic benefits of weight loss with or without exercise. Even when the weight loss is the same, if weight is lost because of, you know, for example, bariatric surgery or just calorie restriction versus the same amount of weight loss, incorporating exercise and you do not get the same benefits when exercise is not on board. And so it was really, um, and his talk was extremely um, data focused, lots of really high quality uh, science that he presented. You definitely want to check that out. Take a notepad because you're going to need to write into some notes. Um, but it was it was a theme, right? That then that's kind of the broader focus of Metabolic Health Summit is it's not just nutrition, it's not just exercise or sleep or stress management, all of these things, um, it's the total package. And to really support and optimize metabolic health, you really have to be thinking about all of these things. And we kept hearing that time after time in all of these presentations. And um, it also came up when you were talking about how powerful the patient stories were. And uh, Chad Chad Van Eggs in the cancer uh, session on Friday afternoon was, I mean, really gave a very raw, incredible talk that I don't think I've ever heard something like that before, and it was so powerful. And I, th- I think everyone in that room cried and laughed at least seven times each. Like it was, he was, he. I mean, it's an extremely difficult um, topic for him to share his, his personal journey with uh, advanced lung cancer, and um, he's going through that right now. And it was uh, the conversation that he wanted the healthcare field to know, to hear what it's like for a patient and how the healthcare, you know, system is failing patients in many ways in terms of like no communication, 
you know, not even getting answers to questions, questions that matter so much to him and his life and his decisions on a daily basis of how he's going to approach this disease, not even getting responses to these questions when he emails his providers. And he was raw about it, and everyone needs to hear it, right? I, I, I just thought it was an incredible talk and really glad to have him there. And I, I kind of came in at the tail end of that because uh, we kind of divide and conquer on stage and I came in at the tail end of that and um, there was actually, I think it was Dr. Nasha Winters um, provided a little insight into her story and asked some of the other patients in the audience to stand up. It was, it was a really incredible moment of, um, you know, again, why we do what we do here um, to be able to provide this kind of information, not just on the science front, but also the patient perspective to the clinic, to the physicians that are on the front lines that need to hear it. So it was, um, yeah, it was a pretty powerful just snippet that I saw at the end. So if you um, watch one presentation, that, that would be one that I've heard so many great things about for sure. So. Yeah. And yeah. the implementation front. Yes. So with the registered dietitians, you know, a lot of people, they love the science and they love to hear about the science uh, and it gives them sort of validity <laughs> that, that having the credibility, you know, really validates their, their path to embrace dietary therapies or metabolic therapies. And, uh, but having the practitioners here, having uh, a whole track where we just talk about implementation of these uh, therapies, uh, uh, metabolic-based therapies, but also today, uh, just jumping to Sunday, uh, <laughs> Kyle Gillette's talk, which is like, it was so information-packed and dense talk and so actionable. Like, there was so much information. I mean, it's like, that talk alone <laughs> is like a priceless. I mean, he goes through meticulously, like everything, all the different biomarkers, what to test, what ranges it should be in. Uh, and I was just really blown away. The, every, the first time I heard him on Huberman podcast, I was like, this guy is like an encyclopedia of knowledge. And then he has his own podcast. But I thought, you know, that was really giving uh, a level, like so much value that I think maybe our audience was kind of not expecting that level of actionable, like information. And, and I mean, that's like, it's, I kind of, we kind of took it to a whole nother level, like with his talk. Yeah, I was just going to echo that with the, we had three registered dietitians speaking throughout the weekend, Kelly Faltersack, Francisca Spritzler, and Lil, uh, Lily Nichols, and these women are powerhouses. They have so much knowledge, and it was just incredible for them to share that information. I, th I do think that implementation side of it is so important. It's what people need to hear, and it's what healthcare providers need to hear and learn about, because it, it has to be approached in such a detailed and nuanced way for an individual patient it needs to be tailored to their condition their lifestyle and all of this and that was something that kept coming back people were very happy and excited to have that information and all of the talks from from those um, clinicians were outstanding yeah I know we've kind of sort of jumped around all over the place I guess um, is there any anything in particular for Saturday there was some optimization around metabolic health specifically I know you know, you guys briefly talked, spoke to, um, Lily actually was today. Yeah. Um, and we also had some interesting partner presenters throughout the weekend as well. Anything from Saturday that sticks out in your mind is like, okay, that was pretty cool at the end of the day. Well, the allulose, the, you know, and just right here, we were together and people were coming up to us talking about, you know, the allulose discussion that we had, uh, which could be like, kind of like the next level ketogenic diets where you have a functional 
sweetener that you could add to a ketogenic diet to increase palatability, to enhance compliance, uh, that has some interesting functional properties, especially glucose lowering effects. Uh, I think a lot of people were interested in that, and, uh, and I think the science of these functional foods that can really offer a lot in regards to optimizing a ketogenic diet. I think there's a lot to unpack there and a lot of potential innovation still, uh, very much still, in being able to engineer and formulate ketogenic diets and personalize it to the patient. And I think that's an important track I think we'll follow up on. Yeah, that was a great, oh, I was just going to briefly say that was a great panel because we had some heavy hitters such as yourself, but Dr. Richard Johnson, uh, Dr. Jeff Folick, Dr. Ben Bickman, uh, Dr. Andrew Kutnick. I mean, it was a really, it was a really great panel just in terms of like, the, you know, the, the knowledge on the stage, but um, really diving into the ins and outs of this sweetener that, you know, has been out for a little bit, but uh, we're really just starting to scratch the surface in terms of potential metabolic benefits and what it means, especially for the diabetic population, I think, with that, that sweetener. Yeah, um, from my perspective on Saturday, one of the fun things, and this is probably more of a, a science nerd kind of uh, thing, Dr. Peter Crawford uh, kicked off the morning session and he had a really incredible presentation. He does fantastic science uh, at University of Minnesota, I believe. And um, he uh, showed some data that was that was demonstrating that hepatocytes, liver cells, can consume ketones. And so this is something that was not, it's not known. Like we talk all yeah. the time about how the liver is a, a producer but not a consumer of ketones and he's literally changing, this, is, this will be a new line in a textbook. And it's just cool to see that kind of information. Um, being presented on a stage here. So for like a total science nerd kind of geek out, you're like, whoa, like I need to go back and edit things I've said, you know, forever. Like apparently it's not 100% true. And it's an important reminder that science is evolving all the time and you have to keep up with the literature and you have to keep up with what's new and, and be open to changing your understanding, your opinion on any topic because if the data comes out that, you know, yeah. contradicts it you got to adapt and, and incorporate that which is cool so I just I just love that uh, that little piece of data that got presented here this yeah. weekend and the researcher doing that Patricia Pochowska yeah. hopefully I got um, was actually was a recipient of uh, one of the poster awards you yeah. know she presented some really interesting uh, data on on this uh, topic which was really elegant basic science research really carving a path in our understanding of how ketones are used uh, in the liver and uh, and the different biosynthetic pathways through uh, tracer studies yeah yeah no it uh, it really we've just had so much science packed into this weekend you talked about nerding out on the, on the science I mean I really feel like that's Metabolic Health Summit in a nutshell. I can't tell you how many people have like, I'm nerding out. This is like Disneyland for <laughs> science or something. It's like, um, just we cr try to cr really create an experience for people. You know, we had the VIP mixer as well on Friday night, which was great with our speakers. Saturday night, last night, our big gala dinner, which is always a good time supporting the Charlie Foundation Max Love Project. We're really doing amazing work in um, really making it feasible to implement a ketogenic diet, especially with the, you know, childhood um, cancer and epilepsy families and yeah it's just a it's a wild experience so Sunday rolls around which is today <laughs> like what day is it um, today and um, you know what what were some takeaways for you guys uh, from from you know this morning's talks and, and then we kind of wrap things up 
Uh, yeah, so um, one topic that I loved seeing presented on stage this weekend was the importance of metabolic health in pregnancy. And uh, Lily Nichols spoke on that uh, this morning, a registered dietitian, wealth of knowledge in this area. And it's so important. And I, the title of her talk, I believe, was Metabolic Health Begins in Utero, which really drives home how important it is for babies and, and development um, of, of children that pregnant women are receiving uh, accurate, updated, and um, uh, you know, appropriate guidelines and recommendations and kind of like understanding where the science really is and what the data sh says about nutrition in pregnancy and how to optimize metabolic health in pregnant women to prevent, you know, to prevent preventable bad outcomes, right? Like, they're... Absolutely. Speaking to, like, some of the things that are so important to know, not just on the, the you know, pregnant lady side, but yeah. also, yeah. you know, the partner side, too, like yeah. quality of sperm and all of that and, and how influential that can be ahead of the game. Maybe even, like, you know... A, a year out, I was talking to her. We actually had a live uh, live podcast episode with her, a live episode on YouTube with her just recently. If you haven't watched that, um, you can watch the interview um, just prior to this one. But uh, she was talking about how um, how important it is, even leading up to conception, not you know, to potentially not to rush into it and sort of set yourself up for a strong metabolic foundation before you go into pregnancy. And and then of course during pregnancy is critically important. Even breastfeeding too. She kind of touched on that and how how inadequate our protein intake is as, as women, how, you know, I mean, I can say firsthand, I uh, am currently breastfeeding and how ravenous you are, but how, you know, the recommendations, unfortunately, don't really provide the necessary amount of certain macronutrients and information to folks. I mean, even, even someone such as myself trying to find certain information when I was pregnant recently, it's hard to navigate. And so Lily is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, she's got some great books um, out there in the world, uh, Real Food for Pregnancy, Real Food for Gestational Diabetes, um, that are very well referenced. I think that's really what made us gravitate towards her is she just is, offers such a solid foundation of science and why her you know, ideas around prenatal nutrition need to be listened to. Yeah, uh, one thing that I, I heard her say in the presentation at the end that I just loved as a scientist, she was like, she answered some questions. She's like, I didn't include that because it wasn't a randomized controlled trial. And I was like, <laughs> love that. Like, yes. this, she pays yeah. attention to the quality of the science, yes. and, and that goes into what she says, which is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, today was so diverse. It was Christy. It was heartwarming to kind of see her hit the stage being a helper. Uh, we had exercise, intermittent fasting, uh, prenatal nutrition, exogenous ketones as it relates to um, cognitive function. And then we had uh, Kyle followed up with hormone optimization, metabolic optimization, and then Tommy Wood talked about this idea that I've never seen presented in that way about demand-driven uh, optimizations that our brain's demand for energy, activity-dependent effects on the brain, is really driving metabolic demand, and that uh, this is an important lever that we need to pull, essentially. So, like stimulating muscle, that was a big topic last uh, two years ago, and then this idea of really getting our brains proactively to work to enhance 
metabolic function through just uh, proactive demands, putting demands on the brain to do that. So uh, it, it's hard to like put into words, but the way he laid out the science, which was super compelling, I was thinking like this is like a New York Times bestselling book. I just never saw the science laid out like that. I just really loved that talk. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was really four days that were just packed to the brim of incredible talks, um, just networking as well. We had some great meetups that were happening throughout the weekend. And, you know, I always leave uh, the conference feeling, yes, exhausted, but also very inspired. And I can't I can't emphasize enough how much um, if you're watching this, you're a physician, you're a dietitian, or maybe you're just somebody wanting to optimize their metabolic health and understand what the really bleeding edge of this field is, you definitely get a virtual registration. Um, they're going to be available for a limited time. Um, but once you have that, you can watch it through February. So you can watch it in the comfort of your own home, at your convenience. You can check out all of these presentations. Um, the other thing, too, is you'll have access to our virtual platform. So you can see the brands that were here. You can learn more about folks in the, in the, on the consumer side that are doing great work to make this feasible for people in the space and learn a bit of, little bit about that. You can also see posters, uh, posters inside the platform. Uh, you can also see slides in the platform. There's so many benefits just besides watching the replays that um, you'll definitely want to head over to metabolichealthsummit.com as soon as possible because they won't be available for very much longer. And um, yeah, it was just, we just, I want to personally thank everybody who attended in person and then really from all over the world, virtually. It, it's such an honor to be able to, to host this event alongside you guys and just um, honestly, everybody in the, in the audience, whether online or in person, it's, it's, you're all why we do what we do. And it, it was an unbelievable weekend for sure. Yeah. So. Until next time, guys, we're going to be coming out with more uh, episodes of the Metabolic Link. Make sure you stay tuned because um, once we take a little bit of a break for a second, just a second, uh, we're going to come out with more episodes here soon. And we hope you'll be able to join us back. Make sure if you like um, our episodes, you like, comment, subscribe, share them with your friends. Um, and we hope to see you guys here soon. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye.